the whole reason I moved away from the Seattle area is because I hate being cold and wet all of the time. Um, but I prefer, was. Do you prefer hot and wet? <laughs> I I prefer hot and dry. That's my oh, preference. I know. I'm so sorry. Fortunate for Brian. Okay. <laughs> Adventures, welcome to Let's Just Go Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Kayla. And today we are going to Alaska. Both both Chris and I have in the last, yeah, I want to say two years. We were actually just talking about this. I had to look up when I went. Um, We've both gone to Alaska. I went on a cruise and Chris has actually done a land tour. I have. And was Alaska on your bucket list? I mean, was it a... No. <laughs> well, you're also from Washington. Right. Yeah. I feel like uh, Alaska in my head has always just been like Seattle North. <laughs> right. And for me, it was like 87 hours away from, I mean, it's yeah. really right from the Philly area. It's closer to go to Iceland or London, honestly. Yeah, probably. Um, than it is to go to Alaska. So for me, it was absolutely like this experience that I really wanted to do. And I'm I'm very glad I got to do it. Yeah, I definitely had an amazing experience. Like, I'm really glad I did it. And I want to go back. I, I went with my mom and I told my boyfriend that I'm like, oh my gosh, you would love it. He's also from the Seattle area, like born and raised. Like, you would think it's so great. But he doesn't seem as like gung ho about going as, which makes like I wasn't super excited. I got a good deal on my cruise, and that's why I went because uh, it was still in that time frame where like people weren't really cruising, ships weren't full, they were doing anything they could to get you to get on a ship. And I was like, well, my mom lives in the Puget Sound area, so I can just fly home, see her, and go on a cruise. That's what we did. Right. And most Alaskan cruises leave from either Seattle or Vancouver, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they're generally pretty easy to to get to. Um, the interesting thing about the cruising aspect, though, it has a season, right? And yeah. so it's late April, really May through September. Um, and that's really due to weather, right? Yeah, the uh, the weather can be temperamental, uh, I mean, the weather in the Seattle area is also that way during the summer. You can get some really rainy days. You can get some beautiful, like, 90-degree days. Um, but we went at the end of July, and we actually had rain for most of our trip. So it really it, – you have to temper your expectations. You're not going to get a pool day, more than likely. You're going to have to be bundled up. I had my winter coat. I had my – winter gloves. I bought a hat. Like I was bundled one of the days that we were at sea. So you just have to like be aware of that uh, when you plan this trip, even though it's summertime. (laughs) Right. And, and you're in the United States and it's summertime and you're bundled, right? Which is is crazy, Mm -hmm. a crazy thought. But the I went in September and they were telling us that they haven't had, you know, it was perfect weather. Honestly, we were in winter coats when we were out on, on, you know, doing out on boats, but for the most part, 
it was it was warm enough to be you know peeling off it was kind of like skiing when you're like okay i'm bundled to start but i'm getting hot i'm like trekking through and that's sort of what was happening which was kind of nice it was i was worried about the weather because me and cold weather don't really go together i have a weird skin condition thing and uh, <laughs> no one needs to any more details on and uh <laughs> uh you know, so I was worried, but it worked out perfectly, perfectly. So when you sailed, you you did, I think the other piece is, let's just talk about Alaska for a minute, right? <laughs> it's a huge, huge. 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 Uh, I live in Texas currently and people like to talk about how Texas is so big. And I want to say that Texas fits like a couple of times in Alaska. Yeah. But the population is not very large, right? And so most of the population also living in the Anchorage area, Mm -hmm. right? Which is not something you get to when you usually when you do a cruise, right? So it was interesting, you know, and I think I'm going to, this is not an exact fact, but I think it was (laughs) one in 11 people own a seaplane in Alaska because there's so few, there's so few um roadways and highways Mm -hmm. not that it's like this desolate place but if you really need to get places fast that are kind of far it's not hopping in a car right right that may take twice as long than flying so um you know wrapping my head around that aspect too but it was just um you know a really interesting experience in in terms of culture and and geography uh to to see that we'll talk a little bit more about that so all right but you did the south eastern cruise right which is also yeah. part right because people in anchorage are like oh you should never cruise right i feel like there's like this ongoing internal battle between the residents of alaska and it is when you cruise you see the southeastern part which is such a very small percentage of the state oh, yeah. uh, and it's you know and and let's be honest they're very touristy right yes in all of those yeah. places so what was your favorite uh port stop Oh, gosh. Honestly, like, I liked all of them for different reasons. So we went to Juneau, Ketchikan, and Skagway. Um, Juneau was the most, like, what you expect when you're in a small city slash large town. Um, It wasn't super kitschy, where the other two were very much like, welcome to our little touristy town that you can come visit. Um. Yeah, I really liked – I would say probably I actually liked Ketchikan and uh, Skagway more than Juno because of the fact that they were, like, super walkable. Like, you could just get off the ship and walk and be in town where Juno uh, has a lot more vehicles and has – like, it's a lot more spread out than the other two are. Um, but, yeah, they were all they were all fun in, like, different ways. Juno was also where we went – like we had our biggest excursion that day. We went and spent like the day at a dog, uh, like a dog training camp for sled dogs, like to like hold puppies and stuff. Um, so we didn't get to explore as much as we did in the other two places. Because you, you picked that as your excursion, so it took up yeah. the whole. What was the one where you got stuck on a train because a boulder <laughs> fell? Yeah. 
Yeah, that was, oh my gosh, I can't ever, I have to look at my notes. I can't ever remember which one is Skagway and which one is Ketchikan. Okay, so Skagway is where that happened. So that was the White Pass Railway, which actually takes you into Canada, because that's the other thing is that when you cruise Alaska, you're really just cruising the westernmost part of Canada. It's just that like Alaska happens to like trickle down onto the western part of BC. Um, so you get on the train and it's like a very old train um, that actually has been around. I, I'm not good at like history and remembering facts and it's been a while since this trip. Um, but they like they uh, blew out the mountain essentially to build this railway um, during the like gold era, I think is when it was. Um, so you're supposed to be able to go up to the top of a mountain, the train turns around and then comes back down. And it didn't used to be that way. It used to be that you got to the top, your seats flipped, and then you went back down so that your seats would flip so you were always facing forward. So we were the first train of the day, or maybe maybe not the first train, but we were like early in the morning, and we got up to the top of the mountain, not quite to where we turned around, and they said, oof, we are so sorry, guys. We actually can't continue. There's a giant boulder uh, on the tracks, and they had teams try to move it, and they were like, we actually have to send up another train with equipment to move the boulder and because it's a single track we had our train had to like pull off to the side at one point to let the train that had the equipment pass us so we ended up actually getting a full refund even though we did like i would say that we did whatever the old version of this was like yeah we didn't get to the very top and turn around but we made it a solid like 75 percent of the way um, but they still refunded us and we still had a great time. They did get the boulder moved and people later in the day were able to go all the way up to the top, but we were not so lucky. I think that's a really good point though, because you should, especially in these more adventurous type excursions, really be booking these types of things through the cruise line. Yeah. Because if you were stuck on a mountain and you didn't book that through a cruise line, that cruise ship would have left without you, right? But it, since yeah. you booked it through the cruise line that you were on, you they would have waited, right? They would have yeah. made accommodations or at least, got, you know, they would have taken care of you. So I think that's a good side note point there that people just need to be aware of because yeah. that would have sucked if you were just stuck on a mountain and fucking... <laughs> wherever you were, middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> it was so pretty though. It was an absolutely beautiful trip. And the there was like a narrator essentially on the train, like giving you the history of the area and all that. And they would be like, okay, in about a minute on the right-hand side, you're going to see a waterfall. And like they'd forewarn you so you could like be ready to like look outside and see the beautiful thing. There's also along the path, there's just a random like train car on the side of the um, railway and it's literally like a vacation rental. Like I can't remember who they said, like if it's like state owned yeah. or something, but I don't want that. you can just stay in a little train car in the middle of nowhere on the side of the train tracks. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> my first question is what happens if you need medical attention? I mean, you hope for the best. They'll probably uh, yeah. flight you out. It's the end of the road. Literally. <laughs> literally. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Yeah. Well, make sure you have travel insurance then. I think that's, it's, uh, that's true. Yeah. The whole point there. So on the cruise though, I mean, it's such a different way of cruising, right? Because yeah. it's not like a Caribbean cruise where you're like, you know, looking for the sunsets and you're, you know, the ports are not as important possibly on a Caribbean cruise, right? But here yeah. you're getting off, you're, you know, mm-hmm. the ports. That, so it's a very port heavy. I mean, I would honestly compare it to like sailing Europe, which I've also done and how close you are to land most of the time. So I always say that I think Alaska is a great like first cruise for people who aren't really sure. Granted, it's usually a seven day cruise and that can be a lot if somebody doesn't enjoy it. Um, But you are, I wouldn't say landlocked, but like you've got land on both sides of you for like a good portion um, because you're like going through like islands and things. Um, And if not on both sides of you, then it's at the very least you can see the land uh, as you're sailing, which is honestly part of the appeal. A lot of people bring binoculars. You can see bears and things, you know, it's fun to, to see what you can spot out in the trees. And there's also, again, I love a good waterfall and there were so many good waterfalls along the cruise. The, no, I think that's a good, a good point. I mean, they are often seven, yeah. Days. Not every Alaskan cruise is round trip though either, right? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely cruise lines that have, and really any of the major ones have one-way uh, cruises, right? Yeah. So they'll start uh, all the way south, you know, in Vancouver and then end it in Seward often, mm-hmm. like, right? Um, which is about two hours south of Anchorage-ish. Mm-hmm. Two, three hours. I forget how long our train ride was it's from far. Anchorage to Seward. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is far, but, um, what was your least favorite part of the, of the Alaskan cruise? That's such a good question. Probably just being cold and wet. Uh, I am not a fan of cold weather as you are well aware. That's why I've lived in the South for as long as I have. Um, I didn't love the fact that it rained the whole, like most of the trip because, the whole reason I moved away from the Seattle area is because I hate being cold and wet all of the time. Um, but I do prefer, was. Do you prefer hot and wet? <laughs> I I prefer hot and dry. That's my oh, preference. I know. I'm so sorry. Fortunate for Brian. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really tried to like embrace it though. Like I. When I went on this cruise, I was in sort of like a vlogging phase that never took off. Like I was recording videos and being like, I'm going to be a YouTube star. And then that didn't happen. But I like definitely have videos of me and my mom just like walking in the rain back to the ship. Because we had, I mean, like that's the only way to get back to the ship is walking down this very long port to get to eventually the ship we need to get on. Uh, So I didn't love that. No, and, and that's rough because you it is for many, many people, Alaska is a bucket list once in a lifetime yeah. type. And you have to almost plan that sometimes the weather's just not gonna work out and mm-hmm. embrace it and not let it ruin your trip because yeah, yeah, that would have that does make it shitty. Yeah. Uh, 
But you got to hold puppies. But I got to hold puppies. Those puppies. Oh my gosh. I this is <laughs> this is the problem with me. So I know that last week we were talking to Jasmine. Uh, yes. We don't <laughs> we don't have time yeah. for that. Yeah, I'm we so don't. sorry. We don't. Yeah. So last week Jasmine was talking about her competitive spirit mm-hmm. and how when she runs, she suddenly sees someone that she thinks she can beat and she has to like race them in her mind. Uh so that was me seeing the people who actually do the sledding like that take these dogs on these like cross alaska trips and i'm like oh i could do that no i couldn't i could never but i'm (laughs) i'm delirious i'm delusional enough to be like i could totally do that no problem i can definitely stand for eight to twelve hours a day on the back of a sled (laughs) No, no, I don't, I couldn't I don't want to do that. No. Yeah, I don't really want to be, I don't want to do that. I don't <laughs> want to fly in a small little baby plane. No, I don't want to no. ride on the back of a um, dog sled for longer than five minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's not really mine. What other uh, excursions did you do? Uh, so we did the train. We did the seeing the puppies and then um the other excursion that we did was actually not. So those were both through our cruise that we booked those excursions. And then um, our third excursion, we did a crab uh, feast. So if we had booked through the ship, we would have had to go on like a crabbing expedition. Like what is that show called? Like world's most dangerous catch or something like deadliest catch, whatever that show is called. Yeah. Um, And my mom does not do boats she can handle a ship she loves a cruise but a small boat is not for her and also i don't give me the crab i don't need to see the crab alive i don't need you to show me how you catch them um just give me the dead one in a on a plate and let me eat it that's all i want and give me all the butter (laughs) that's all i need that's all i need i need i need old bay but yes yeah old bay yeah, that's a very East Coast thing to say. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> the look on your face. You don't know what to you don't know how to respond I'm to that. I'm trying not to be not I'm you know, I'm trying to be nice today. I really so, appreciate that. I know how hard that is for you. You know, it's really hard for me to not say go fuck yourself. <laughs> I've said that yeah. so much this week in general. Well, wow. Yeah, it's a good yeah. it's a good week to tell people to fuck off. <laughs> um so do you feel like you the cruise allowed you? So there were days too. I mean, you have sea days, right? Yeah. But you're also looking at you know glaciers. maybe close to glaciers and things, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, does everyone actually know what a glacier is? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, I'm be honest with you. I don't fully comprehend what a glacier is. I do understand that it's a giant sheet of ice and that it's constantly moving because actually one of our servers. So we were on Disney Cruise Line. And uh, there is an adults-only restaurant on Disney Cruise Line called Palo. And we were dining there. And our server was saying that he's been doing Alaskan cruises for, I want to say, like, close to a decade. And he showed us a picture of, I think it was Dawes Glacier is where, we, is where the ship normally goes. Um, he shows us a picture of Dawes Glacier the first year that he had been sailing. And then what it looked like this year. Or, you know, when I sailed two years ago. Uh, And that glacier had shrunk 
so much. Um, thank you so much, global warming. The climate mm-hmm. crisis is real. And I think that uh, it is most prevalent in some place like Alaska. Like you can really tell. That is, yes, right. And so, well, one, so my first question, two points that you hit on there. I think my first question was, do you know what a glacier is? And yes, <laughs> uh, but I can't fully wrap my head around how a chunk, because I'm like, is it a iceberg? No. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. It's not. And it's constantly moving, which is part of why the calving, right? Like where the chunks mm-hmm. break off and drop into the ocean. Um, that's called calving if you're unfamiliar. But the, you know, because it's, and then that thundering sound is that it's moving, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, what the hell? How's it, how's this happening? What, what, yeah. how's it happening? But, um, on my land tour, we went and looked at um, part of it was exploring Exit Glacier, right? I mean, there's hundreds mm-hmm. of glaciers in the state of, Cal- of California, of the state of... Uh, <laughs> Nothing California. They got flooding Alaska. to worry about right now, yeah, not glaciers. California. California. Uh, uh. But hundreds of glaciers. But that was really interesting because they, as you drive up to like the main entrance, they have ma- uh, markers down the main road uh. that say like... You know, in 1857, it was here, and then, you know, and then it starts getting faster, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the decline of that glacier starts getting much quicker in in the last 50 years or so. So, wow. yeah, I mean, it is interesting to be standing somewhere, see something miles and miles away, and then and knowing that the ice at one point was covering that area that you're standing. So, wow. that's so cool. I mean, like yeah. that's really that's really cool that they have it like marked it really is shitty that uh we humans are just ruining this entire planet but (laughs) it's cool i mean honestly i feel like glaciers are sort of like like they say visit venice before it's underwater visit alaska before the glaciers are gone before they've completely melted i feel like that's a thing that's unfortunately gonna happen for sure um anything else about your cruise though that i mean it was just like it was a really fun time. One thing that I didn't realize is that most of the like staff in specifically in Ketchikan and Skagway, I don't know so much about Juno, um, actually live in the lower 48 and they specifically come up to Alaska for the summertime to work. Um, some will actually take a ferry from Seattle with their car. It's very, very expensive. Um, but it's so that they can have their vehicle because Ketchikan and Skagway are both very far removed from civilization. Like you're going through a huge national um, like forest area to get to civilization from those places. Um, So if they don't come with their car, they're not going to have a car basically. Um, So just to give you an idea of how remote all of Alaska is like, yeah, cruising uh, native Alaskans might not love the idea of it, but there's really not, in my opinion, a better way to get to those more Southern places. Yeah, no, I'm right. That's what you have to take the cruise. And that's on my list. I do want to take an Alaskan cruise, but, um, you know, in doing the land tour was interesting because, you're not cruising, right? And you fly right. into Anchorage, which is approximately 10 years away from anything. Um, yeah. It was a, so we've, the, it started off flying from Philly to Dallas, 
right? So we were down by backwards, Yale. yeah. Right? And then Dallas to Anchorage, right? How, How long many is hours? that flight? I'm gonna seven, guess like ten. Seven fucking hours. Oh, it was longer to go from Dallas to Anchorage than it was to fly from Philadelphia to Los Angeles. Um, well, just to give you a point, so on my return, it was Anchorage to Seattle, which was mm-hmm. a three and a half hour flight, yeah. right? Like when you look at a map, you're like, it can't be that far. There's no way. And you're like, holy shit, three and a half fucking hours. So, so to put that in perspective for you, Chris, as someone who has flown out of Seattle my whole life, it takes two and a half to get to LAX. So it's an extra hour further to get to Anchorage from Seattle right. than it is right. to get to LA. And it's about, like, it's about three hours from Philly to Miami, right? So it's, you know, I could have flown, you know, (laughs) you can go a lot of places in that amount of time. I could have flown to Miami (laughs) and back to Philly in less time than it would have taken to get to Anchorage from Dallas Dallas to Anchorage. (laughs) Yeah, it was wild. But it was a nonstop from Dallas? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I didn't expect that. There are nonstop flights in the, like July, June, July, August, I think from yeah. like Newark, like there's oh, some yeah. JFK, like, so if you're trying to hit it to Anchorage, yeah. um, but it was, man, that was a rough flight for my ADHD. Um, <laughs> I, uh, but I thought Anchorage was interesting, right? Cause it's not, it's a small city. It's a big city mm-hmm. for them, but it's a small city. Yeah. It, no one lives there. I was like, oh shit, I forgot deodorant. Where can I go? They're like, um, well, there's like a Walgreens and CVS, but it's like four miles outside of the city. I'm like, what? You know, and I, cause I'm used to Northeast cities where you're like, you, but no one lives yeah. in Anchorage, right? In the actual downtown section of Anchorage. No one right. lives there. Um, it's really just for work, but it's, you know, right on the water. It's beautiful. Um, except like the mud flats that are there. We were taking a walk one day because we got in early before anything started. We're taking a walk in this, pe- this nice couple stops. Like, yeah, you see the mud flats? We're like, yeah, yeah. They're like, so many, don't walk on that if you're not from around here. I'm like, what, what? They're like, well, it's quicksand and you'll die. And oh my like, God. They're like telling us a story. They're like, yes, you know, this woman, she went out there and she started sinking and they can't save you. So they just throw out a tube. And then you die eventually. Like, well, I'm like oh why do they give her a tube? The tube's not going to ha- just prolong. Like, hey, <laughs> it's like, what the hell? So things that you don't need to worry about in your current life. But the land tour was really interesting. We did, um, we did some glacier walks, right? I mean, again, having to drive maybe like an hour and a half outside of, but just the landscape in general, right? Is yeah. so incredible. And then one day, we took the Alaska Railroad, which I think celebrated its hundredth year this year oh, uh, or last year in 2023. Um, and very cool, right? Glass ceilings. So you can Ooh. sit and watch, you know, what you're, you can go outside if you want and in some of the decks and see and watch things. Right. And so the, the landscape is breathtaking, right. And you That's can't really describe nice. it unless you're in it. Yeah. Um, so I think the mountains are hours. so tall. That's the thing. Like, yeah. again, being yeah. from the Pacific Northwest, I'm like, we've got mountains all around us. We've got mountain ranges running through the state. But being in Alaska and standing at the foot of a mountain and just seeing how high that fucker is, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it really is. It's indescribable. 
we went to um, like a fancy-ish resort and I would say it's like a, it's a ski lodge resort area outside of Anchorage. And we took the um, tram car, the the gondola, the gondola up the mountain and we went above the clouds. It was that day. It was crazy. I think you (laughs) sent me those videos. Yeah. So it was, it was really awesome, but it was, it is crazy to be like, you know, first of all, just this little baby wire is holding me up. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most terrifying thing. So we, you know, we toured there that lots of breweries, lots of awesome. So many. What did we hit up? The the 49th state brewery. That's, um, you know, awesome. And then, um, but the Alaska railroad was really pretty cool and then we ended in seward mm-hmm. which is where we talked about some of the cruises and then there were cruise ships actually in port at the time but uh, uh, everything you would picture in like a small town hallmark movie right <laughs> is what that looked like and felt like and really awesome but we did a you know we did a we got on a boat a smaller like uh speed boat of sorts right yeah. and we went out in the um, kenai fjord national park Cool. And we saw so many, so much wildlife from seals to sea lions to bald eagles. We saw a beluga whale, which unfortunately was probably um, not well because it was I was say lost. Yeah. Yeah. And his little white head bobbing around. Aww. We saw a pod of orcas, killer whales, right? I mean, uh, you know, just again, things that you never think you would ever see, right? And just, yeah. um, and there, the, the the fjords, right? At first of all, I was like, what's a fjord? And what do you think of when you hear the word fjord? What country? Oh, Iceland. Yeah, Norway, Iceland. Oh, Norway. Right? Norway, you're right. You're, uh, yeah. you're, you're, you, it, Nordic what, countries. <laughs> yeah, Nordic countries, which Alaska essentially, right? I mean, that's, and I thought that to myself. I just remember thinking, people travel to other countries to see what I'm seeing right now, right? And in many yeah. cases, if you didn't know the temperature, you would have thought it was Tahiti too like the way that the, the rock features were and mm-hmm. uh you know very awesome kind of um experience and well it's in our country yeah right it's i mean in, it's just as far away as a foreign country but it might has it might have well been right i could see russia no uh, depending on where you were you could have, you might have. Uh, but that was that was pretty amazing. Just yeah. thinking, you know, this is people's lives, right? I mean, this mm-hmm. is where they live in the United States of America. And yeah. you know, nowhere else can you really get that experience. Yeah. I have I have a couple friends that live in Alaska because it's not that far from Seattle in the grand scheme of things. Um, but most of them live in Fairbanks, which I believe is even further north than Anchorage. It is further north, yep. Yeah, I have a friend who was actually there for work last week. So first, like last week of January slash first week of February, uh, and it was negative 40. And she had an electric car that she couldn't turn off because if she turned it off, she couldn't turn it back on. Like that's how cold it was. Yeah, I don't ever want to live anywhere that that's happening ever. No, no. Uh, yeah, it definitely sounded absolutely awful. I think that Alaska in the summertime sounds wonderful. Uh, I think Alaska in the winter sounds like my actual worst nightmare. 
in mine too. And yeah. but that's the cool part about the land tours is that the cruise season, we talked about the cruise season already, the land tours can go year round, right? And they definitely have options where you can go and do like deep in the winter and for the people who love snow and want to see the Northern Lights, right? I mean, so from Anchorage, you can see Denali, which is awesome. I mean, it's so huge. It's not close at all, but they have, they have land tours that go out to Denali and then you, you know, you, you have a much better chance of seeing Northern Lights there. Mm which was so fun because you're like everybody, every Alaskan in, in Anchorage was like, Oh, well, you go to this app and you track this. And like, you could, everybody there, like that's part of their daily, like tracking, right? Like you check the weather, they check the weather and whether or not they're going to be able to see Northern lights, um, which is wild <laughs> to me. Right. Cause again, it's so out of our normal day to day. So um, didn't see Northern Lights, so I was a little bit disappointed because I'm like, I'm so close, and I might not. But you ever were be like there. in the off season of Northern Lights, weren't you? Yeah, but they were. So the metrics, like the apps, would were showing that it was um, like highly likely to see them. I don't know if Anchorage was a little too, but I, when I woke up in the middle of the night, my ass walked to that window, <laughs> and I was like, you know, looking around for the Northern Lights. It's like so. Um, the people we were traveling with, some people did the tour, the land tour I did. Others did the land tour that went north to Denali. And um, that's where they uh, saw, they, they were able to see the Northern Lights. Oh, so you yeah. just needed to be a little further north. Correct. Correct. Damn. So I know. You just I have know. to go back now. And maybe I will. What choice you have. I, I think that have. a land tour sounds like a ton of fun. Like I think cruising is great. I don't know that I need to go back to like, I feel like the ports that I visited on my cruise are kind of a one and done. Like it would be fun to go back there, but I've seen what there is to see, you know, for the most part. Um, But again, having friends that live in Alaska and they love it and they've been there for years, they do make it seem really appealing minus the fact that it's mostly chain restaurants and like because all everything has to be like flown in you're not getting like really anything fresh my friend that was recently there was also saying that the coffee is awful and as someone from the seattle area awful coffee just isn't gonna work for me i think what i was and i guess i wasn't putting like the cost of living obviously is not really any different than living in Right, right. Like, I mean, because of exactly that, they have to fly things in, right? And so your um, cost is not any better than yeah. anywhere else. So um, that was interesting. But I, I do think the the land tour option gives you more flexibility, right? Like, we mm-hmm. we hiked a glacier, right? I mean, we rode the train. We um, we didn't do the dog sledding. That was the one thing I didn't do, which I would have loved to have done. We were on a abbreviated land tour. Um, and I did it in a group, right? We did it with like a guided group. So there's groups of up to 12 people that go and do these tours together as an option. Um, which again, I was like, Oh, I don't know if that's for me traveling with randos, (laughs) but usually it's fine. Right. I mean, they do a nice job at engaging and then it becomes like a little retreat. Like you, meet these people that are experiencing all of these amazing things with you at the same time. And so it's just, yeah. it's pretty damn cool. Um, yeah. you know, and then the, the advantage of land is that you have flexibility of, right. The cruises are, you're locked yeah. into that itinerary. And that's yeah. that. One, but, 
really hard thing that we didn't run into um, is that there are a lot of excursions on cruises in Alaska that can be canceled very easily. So a lot of people will pay the hundreds and hundreds of dollars to take a helicopter out into the snow to to see dogs, right? So they're doing like a more authentic sled dog experience where they're getting on a sled with uh, the dogs in the snow. And they again, they took the helicopter to get there. For us, our dog sledding uh, excursion was essentially, they call it like a summer camp for the dogs. And it felt like where I went to summer camp growing up. Like we were just like in the middle of the woods, lots of trees. There's, you know, like, a ton of dogs. They've got their little sledding. Like it wasn't an actual sled. It was like a little seat that we like it fit four people in it and we sat seat belted in and the dogs ran us around a track. Um, but if you want to take the helicopter to go have the more authentic experience, first of all, you're paying like $600 a person for it, which is, I get yeah. it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Okay. That's great. But if the weather is – if it's too windy, if there's not enough visibility, like there's so many factors at play that can have you end up with your helicopter tours canceled. And I think that most of the helicopter tours on our trip ended up being canceled because of the weather. Mm. So you just have to keep that in mind if – Again, tempering expectations. If that is a, I have to do this thing. It's the only thing that I want to do. Maybe look into doing it by land so that you're in a place for longer and have a better opportunity to be able to do the thing you want to do. I do think you bring up a good point because we often talk about cost because I think people want to know what the hell does this shit cost, right? Yeah. And, a, and a cruise is not, it, the cruise itself depending on the cruise line may show in it in, in it as affordable yeah. i'll say right generally affordable right like so for a family of four you may get it for four or five thousand dollars but you as kayla just pointed out you're going to get slammed on the excursion costs because yeah. there are not many that aren't going to be a thousand dollars a pop for mm -hmm. a family of four to do um, yeah. and that so i think that part's important uh, to think about the land tour I did was six days and it's roughly about $2,800. Um, now that doesn't include a lot of the food, right? But yeah. you're getting all the, I mean, it's set up for you, right? I didn't have to, I showed up and then I didn't think of another thing until we, I left, right? Because yeah. they were like, okay, you know, you just do this, you do this. And so it was um, an enjoyable, a really enjoyable experience. You know what? Yeah. The one part that I didn't like. <laughs> Other than having like, to go four miles to get deodorant. That part. <laughs> yeah, that day for everybody. Um, that part, the seven hours, but also being four hours time change oh, from yeah. um, the East Coast, right? And as yeah. a business owner, like that was rough. That part was mm -hmm. really, you know, I'd wake up and I'd have 400 emails and I'd be like, oh, what's happening? You know, that stress. I don't think I could do it. I couldn't do it. But, you know, the nice part was by dinner time, it's like, well, everyone's leaving me alone now, right? I mean, the evening yeah. was very quiet. But uh, also the sun wasn't setting until midnight and was no, rising actually, at four. So that's actually a good point. So we were there and it was 12, 12, 12 hours of sunlight. Really? 12 hours of, yeah, it was like oh. a very normal day of um, not – you know, that anyone would experience. So that didn't throw yeah. us off really. That's good. Yeah. 
um, I think about, <laughs> well, you're easily thrown off. The, um, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, you get sick every time you try them. Uh, <laughs> I like to, to wrap up though, I think about Alaska. I think about my trip there often. Yeah. I think about how peaceful it was, how incredible it is. And when I am having a chaotic, crazy ass day here in the Philly area, I think about there and I think about the people living there and I think about the calm, the slowness of it and what they get to experience and see. And I'm like, I just, it's like 10 seconds of Zen where I'm like, huh, you know what? Do you price it out? Like, no, no, because I would rather die than um, spend any winter in Alaska of any part. But uh, I do think, and actually flew next to a family who was from the Dallas area, but they had, they had bought a, a vacation, a summer vacation home up in like outside of Anchorage, which I thought was like, yeah. And again, that was interesting. A lot of people, you know, in the Philly area, we have a lot of people that snowbird down to Florida and mm-hmm. there in Alaska, a lot of those people go to Arizona, yep. um, which was really an interesting, like, you know, migration shift of, of people, but yeah. it makes sense. So, yeah, I don't blame them. I like to get out of Texas, uh, in the summertime too. I spent last summer, I spent two weeks back home just because I didn't want to be here. <laughs> it's so oppressively hot. Right, you can't even go outside. Yeah, yeah. So I would much rather be uh, risking the rain. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the summer, at least me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I, I kind of want to go back, actually. Yeah. Now that we, yeah. Let's go. I'm a, I'm, let's go. I'm going to book a cruise, you book a land tour, and Perfect. then we'll... Uh, Why don't we just do... We'll just do a really long... We'll do the cruise that ends with the land tour. Yep. That's what yeah. I think is the best. That's what, if I'm going to do Alaska again, that's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do the one way and then the land tour. Because the one way also gives you more stops, right? Yeah. Cause they're not rushing to turn a back around and get yeah. back down to Vancouver or Seattle. Mm-hmm. So they does give you more options and more experiences throughout. And then, yeah, when you end in Seward um, or you can start in Seward, right. And then yeah. end in, um, but yeah, I think that's the, that is the trip. That is the trip of a lifetime doing both, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, is easy enough to do. <laughs> as long as you got a couple weeks vacation time. That seems like a really good option, honestly, for teachers. Like, you know, you used to be a teacher. My mom is a teacher. My mom's complaint is always that she can't ever go somewhere in the off season. Right. And so she doesn't like that whenever she and I travel somewhere together, we're having to pay full price. It's super busy because if she's not working, kids aren't in school. And I think that Alaska is one of those places where, first of all, not a lot of kids go to Alaska. I was on Disney Cruise Line and there still weren't very many children. Certainly not a lot of young, young, right? You might like- There were teenagers. Yeah, like eight and above, but definitely like 12 and above. But not, I honestly probably wouldn't, I wouldn't have taken- my kids when they were like two or three, they're not going to, yeah. right. They can't. And a lot of these excursions too, not to cut you off, but yeah. the difference here is the excursions are a lot of event, right? Like you have to mm-hmm. be physically able to do a lot of these things. Yeah. And, um, you know, right. A two or three year old, four year old, five year old can't do these extended excursions that are mm-hmm. physically demanding. 
yeah, like you're going canoeing, you're going hiking. Right. You're go- yeah, right. like you're doing things where I think that a lot of them even have like a minimum age requirement where it's yeah. it's not a matter of if you want to. It's a matter of can you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think that Alaska is a good option because my mom's got two months out of the summer that she does not have a single thing that she needs to worry about, which is the, I guess, the one positive of being a teacher. Uh, and she can, like, it's prime time to go to Alaska, right? So she could easily right. do a cruise and a land tour, take a couple of weeks. And because she's in the Pacific Northwest, it's easy enough for her to get home right. when she's done, which is great. Yeah. Oh, no. Teacher salary, though, you're going to have to save up. Yeah, that is the other side of that. (laughs) That's the other issue. (laughs) So, but listen, we think you should just go to Alaska. Don't, if you've been, if it's on your bucket list, do it. Don't wait. We just talked about being, you know, some of the things being physically demanding. Do it before it's too late. Get there, experience it. And, you know, all the, some of the great things that this amazing country has to offer. Yeah. Yeah. I, if Alaska's not on your bucket list, I honestly think it should be. Like I said at the beginning, it wasn't on mine. I'm so glad that I went. I would love to go back. Um, just think about it, you know? Let us know what questions you have. Obviously, Chris and I have uh, adequate experience, right? I've cruised. He's done the land tours. Reach out to us. You can email us. You can comment on our posts on social media. You can send us a DM. Like, in whatever way is easiest for you to get a hold of us by all means. We're happy to answer any questions that you might have about Alaska. Um, but in the meantime, please subscribe, please download. Thank you so much for listening to us. We know that we're obnoxious and that's part of why we're doing this podcast. You, if you're listening, Chris is making faces like, like he's not obnoxious, which is really funny. Uh <laughs> But in the meantime, let's just go. Thank you all so much. Thanks, everyone.